they laying back, the crowd is laying back because they want to find something wrong with Jesus doing this. Remember the first thing they did, what Jesus did, he healed a man with a real hand on the Sabbath. And you know how we are so tradition? Jesus said, sometimes we got to get out of there because I'm God today on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all the way. I'm God all the time. If I want to heal this man on a Sunday, it's nobody business but me and that guy. Amen. But we are so tradition to we will stop somebody blessing because he said, I don't want you to be blessed on Sunday. All right, all right. That's following the crowd. The crowd put that up. All right. Then Jesus went on and he gave his disciples some instruction. He told them to cast out the boat because the people are being crowded around him because they are coming and they've been sightseeing. Have y'all ever gone down the highway and the traffic's back up? And nine times out of ten, it's a wreck down our head. And we do a whole lot of sightseeing. We want to see what's going on. We want to see what, and we hold up the whole traffic because we are rubbernecking is what they call it. Because we are sightseeing. We ain't doing nothing for the people in the wreck. We, we sometimes we pass them and we want to slow down enough to say a prayer. We just want to see some blood and some guts on the side of the road. Amen. But Jesus wants us to be always prayerful. You know, Jesus told me one thing, and I kind of started off on that. See, pastor gets on me because I don't come down here every Friday with the group and pray. But I have a habit, I'm, I'm looking back, and I'm seeing. After that prayer, what are they doing with the prayer? Are they getting up and making these things happen? When they say, I pray that my sister has some food, finds some food. Are you going to the grocery store and get food? Because God has blessed you to see the need in our brothers and sisters. And you just pray, I wish, I pray, and Lord, please help them. you got to get up and do something. Because God has blessed you to be the blessing for the other person. That's right. A lot of us are not... Like uh, of prayer. I'm not a, a prayer warrior like that. Amen. Amen. I am a silent prayer. When I see something, I pray and I try to go and do something about it. Because I have this attitude. Lord, if you showed it to me, you bring it to my attention. If you quench my spirit, you're telling me to go bless that person, to do something about it. I, sometimes we look and say, well, I don't have that much money in my wallet. I don't have that much money in my purse. I don't know if they will appreciate it. I don't know what to do. Ain't God didn't ask you to ask them if they appreciate it. God didn't ask you how much money you got in your purse. God didn't ask you to see if, 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 if you can be seen through the church. God said, bless these people, all right? That's why it's saying when you pray, if you ain't doing something, God is not going to drop it in your lap. His Jesus. He had done all these miracles. <clears throat> and the crowd was coming so to they crushing him. And he had to get out and get on the boat. But he called his disciples on out with him. Amen. Jesus always, when every time he goes somewhere, there's a crowd. And one time, Jesus was with a crowd. And his mother and brother just happened to come up. Amen. Sometimes we think we are entitled to people's company because I'm your mother and I'm your brother. I carry a title with you. Amen. We are like that in the church. I'm a deacon. I'm a preacher. I'm the pastor. I'm this and that. God has a, God needs to stop whatever he's doing to come to me because I sent word I'm his brother. Amen. Jesus looked around at the, at the crowd and, and the word got to him and he said, who's my mother? Amen. See, a lot of people would think that's an insult to his mother, right? But God, Jesus said, you know what? I speak in parables. 
I speak in different things, so the least of them will understand. That's why, you know, one of the biggest arguments I had in this church was with another preacher. I say you always have to listen to God in the spirit. Amen. God speak in imperative like that in the spirit. All right. Jesus said, I do this. So the least of them we can see and can understand it. Amen. He said, I do this so, so they can, let me find it. So, so when they see what I do, they will learn from it or they will learn not from it. When they hear what I say, they will not understand it. Otherwise, they will have turned to me and be forgiven. That means if you understood God, when you hear what he's doing, you would understand it, right? When you see what God is doing, you will understand it. And you'll be the first one to turn around, Lord, forgive me. You know, like today is a beautiful day, right? But in other parts of the country, they are having uh, snowstorms and floods and all of that stuff. Things are happening where it never happened before. But I come back here to tell you, that should not be a surprise to a child of God, but it tells us right here in the Bible. There's going to come times when they're going to have reverence in certain places they've never seen before and all kinds of things are going to happen. That shouldn't be surprised. You should be looking in the spirit and see that the day is coming to God and Jesus is on his way back here. Amen. But a lot of us are saying, why me? Why is all these things going on? What is going on? God is talking to you. He's speaking to you. Amen. He's showing you these things. Why don't you open up your eyes in the spirit? Why don't you open up your mind in the spirit and see what the Lord is trying to say to you? Amen. These just don't happen just to be happy. God is not out there trying to entertain us. God is not out there trying to be having showbiz. God is God all by himself, and he's warning us. All we got to do is open up our eyes. Amen. Open up our ears, all right, and understand. He said, for all, all you do and all you're getting, you'll understand See, a lot of us go to college. A lot of us have gone to college. A lot of us can take this book and read it, and with our corner mind can tell everybody about it. But can you really break it down? Can you really see God in everyday life going on? Amen? Can you really see it in your spirit? I come by here today to tell you on my way to my father's house, Jesus got a word for you. Jesus got something he want to tell you. Jesus in this mark is telling you, don't worry about the crowd. Don't worry about that. Are you his follower? Can you follow him? I'm going to tell you about three stories and I'm going to sit down. Amen? Amen? Jesus is blessing people on his way to be a blessing to somebody else. How do you like that? Have you ever seen Jesus on his way to bless somebody else and he can bless you at the same time? Right. I told you the story about the man with the river hands. Amen? See, Jesus is on his way somewhere else. And this, how he, how this man had faith in him. Because when Jesus said, stretch out your arm. See, a lot of us will say, well, Lord, look, I've been like this since birth. I've been like this since so-and-so. A lot of us have excuses. When God is trying to bless us, a lot of us got so many excuses to God can't bless us. Amen. God sitting beside and said, I want to bless you, but all I want you to do is be willing to receive it. I'm not going to force it on you. That's not the type of God we got. We got a loving God, amen? And we got a God who wants you to love him freely, amen? And you know, I'm like that with my kids. You know, on Christmas, I expect a present. On my birthday, I expect a present. On Father's Day, I expect a present. But on these days that there's no title to it, when they come up and bless me and give me something, it gets me to my heart. I know they really, really love me because out of the blue, they just come out and give me something just because I'm daddy. Amen. Just because of all the work I have done for them. Just because I take care of them. Amen. God is the same.
same way. He wants you to bless him, not just on Christmas, not just on Easter, not even during the time of Lent. He wants you to bless him every day of the year, every day of the week. He wants you to do this because he's your daddy, and he's done all so much for you. He's God all by himself, and when you wake up your eyes in the morning, first thing you should do is bless God and say, thank you, amen. Thank you. My back is hurting, but thank you, I still here to feel the pain. Amen. My head is hurting, but thank you, I still got a mind to understand why my head is hurting. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I went to the cover and there's no food, but I thank you that you're going to have somebody come by and break some bread with me. I thank you. A lot of us are too busy begging God. Amen. Too busy, too busy trying to see what we can get from God instead of just saying, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There's nothing, there's nothing strange in this world that's going on. God is always setting. In Matthew, I mean, yeah, in Mark, the fourth, on the third verse, there's one word I like. When Jesus jumped out, and the first thing he says, listen. Listen. There's a lot of us doing too much talking, <clears throat> and we'll not listen. God want to have a conversation with you, yes, but you think the conversation with God should be one way. I tell God all I want, and He's like a genie out of the box to do it. Amen. But sometimes God just wants you to sit back and listen. He said, "I talk to you in, in different things. I just want you to listen. I want you to have an understanding." Amen. If you go over to the fifth verse. To the fifth chapter, I just told you about the when Jesus had a, a, a demon possessed guy. Amen. See, these guys, this guy was was possessed, was possessed, and he was so bad to he to when Jesus asked him what his name. See, sometimes Jesus wants to know your name. There's something about a name, and this guy said, "I'm I'm I'm I'm, I'm a legion because there's a thousand of us. There's a thousand within us." See, a lot of us are like that. A lot of us got so many demons inside of us. So they, they give you a hand and I'm not to be in the thousands. All right? Amen? That's why we have to be very careful in the church. I have this problem with one of my ministers. Amen? And it's a very close minister. And I, and I tell her, don't always be in a hurry to go out there to cast demons out. The reason is because you may be weak at that moment. You have to survey the church around and see how many weak babies we got. Sometimes I have to take a demon-possessed person and haul them away somewhere else because look what's going on here. On. Jesus was going to cast these demons out, amen? And the demon said, no, no, just don't cast me out because I need to go somewhere, amen? So that's where demons are. When they leave you, they must go and have residence somewhere else, amen? If you're tired and you're not strong, you better leave those demons alone. You better leave them alone. Amen. I've seen so many times these strong preachers and praying preachers and who say I'm with the Holy Ghost and all this stuff. Pray on somebody and in 10 minutes they're in the hospital. They're doing it because all kinds of crazy things happen to you. Look what Jesus did. He called those demons out. And they had to run. And the demons said, I got to go somewhere. And he looked over and seen a herd of hogs. Amen. And they ran and they, they possessed the home. And the halls went crazy, amen. That's how you are when you get demon possessed. You out of your mind, you just get crazy. And what these halls did, they ran and jumped off the cliff, amen. You would think at that time when, when they see this man come back with, clean, with, with his heart and everything, and he's in his right mind again, you'd think everybody would be happy with him. But look what happened. The people that owned the herd were upset. 
and they chased Jesus away. How many times have we chased Jesus away when he had just performed a miracle? Because it's not the way we want, because it cost us something. Amen. Amen. See, if we, we don't mind God doing a miracle in our life, as long as it don't cost us something. It might cost us some time. Amen. It may even cost us a loved one. Sometimes God got to bless you, and you have to come to a funeral procession for your blessing. He has to get somebody out of your life sometime. Amen. Amen. Or you may lose your job. You don't even understand that God's trying to bless you. But you all you see is the hurt and see what it costs you. Amen. 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 And here's Jesus coming again. He's on his way somewhere else. Amen. And he passed this guy. And this guy went up to Jesus. And he said, my daughter is sick. My daughter is sick. Matter of fact, she's so sick, she's almost dead. And Jesus said, okay, I'm going to go to your house. And Jesus and then the crowd come following him. And all while Jesus on his way to doing one miracle, there's a lady who come to him. Amen. And this not just a in old ordinary lady. Amen. This lady had been sick for 12 years with this, with this illness. And matter of fact, this lady shouldn't even be around Jesus. You want to know why? Because he wasn't one of theirs. Amen. He wasn't one of his people, all right? But here's Jesus on his way to do a miracle. And this lady come up through the crowd. See, sometimes we have to push ourselves through the crowd. Sometimes we have to push ourselves through nonsense. Sometimes we have to push ourselves through naysayers. Sometimes we have to push our way through. Because there's a lot of people around Jesus don't want you around Jesus. Because they getting out of the glow just by being around Jesus. But I come back here to tell you, don't give up. Don't give in. Push your way through. Here's this woman. All she said is I just touched the hip and stopped. I would be healed. And here's this woman. Push her way through and just touch the hip and stopped. I come out here to tell you, it wasn't a garment that got her well. It was the person inside the garment that got her well. It was the miracle that was inside the garment. But her faith, her pushing herself through, her saying that I ain't gonna let nothing stop me. There's nothing's going to stop me. Amen. Just pushing the way through. I don't care if they tell me I don't supposed to be here. I don't care if they tell me I'm not one of them. I don't care if they tell me, well, you're not a Baptist. You're not supposed to be here. You're not, a, you're not whatever religion, but push your way through. And you see your healing. And soon, see, we got power sometimes we don't even know we have. Look what happened. Jesus is walking. Jesus on his way to heal somebody else. And when you touch, you stop Jesus right in his tracks. Amen. There's nothing wrong stopping Jesus. There's nothing wrong. This woman kind of cowered down, gave her to walk away. And Jesus asked one of the questions. Even his, one of his people followed him and thought it was stupid. He said, who touched me? And they said, what do you mean, who touched me? Can you see all these people around you and all these people who's bumping against you and doing all this stuff? What do you mean who touched me? Jesus said that was a special touch. It wasn't just an old touch. It was a special touch. It was a touch of faith. And the power had been driven out of me. Amen. Jesus called the woman over. It wasn't to embarrass this woman. No, it wasn't to do anything like that. It was the one that was to show everybody, if you don't just give up and give in, you too can be healed, just like this woman. Amen. How many of y'all have given up? So close to your miracle. So close to being healed. So close. But you let the crowd, you let the nation, you let all the people say, I wouldn't do that. You let all the people say, 
Hold that girl up when they got up. She'd still be dead. But she got up a lot ago. God said, I'm here to answer your prayers. I hear your prayers. But you got to get up and do something. You got to get up and walk around. You got to get up and dust it all. Don't death off of you. Amen. A lot ago. You got to understand one thing. You got to pray. But you got to do something. Amen. God is here calling for you. God is here saying to all of us to get up. He said, yes, the crowd laughed at me, but I'm still here. Yes, the people are doing all this stuff. The people are talking about you and your God. So you just want to hide in the crowd. But you got to push your way through sometimes. You got to get up. How many of y'all know you got to get up? How many of y'all know that God can heal the sick? And bring back the dead. Amen. But you got to do something.